Blog Talk Radio. multiple times, it's the Careless Whispers NBA Preview Special. I like the way you work it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Look at you. Hello, Calvin. Hello, Rory. How you doing? Good. I am Matt Rory. This is Careless Whispers. We are on CLNS Radio. I am happy to say, oh, where'd it go? Happy to say once again that if you guys are all looking for tickets to the Pats game, well, right now you're too late because it's the Pats tonight. They're playing right now. Uh, but if you're looking for tickets to their, their next home game, we've got you covered here. Go to TickIQ.com for all of your ticketing needs. That's T-I-Q-I-Q. They are the leading ticket aggregator providing you, the fan, with a one-stop shop to browse all the best deals from all the ticket sites at once. So you don't have to worry about finding the best seats for the game or the concert that you're going to get your tickets for all Patriots season games, regular season games, I should say, and playoffs too. Once they get there, you know, they're going to go to tickiq.com. You'll find the best prices in the market. Use the promo code CLNS for 5% off your first IQ certified or TNT ticket listing at tickiq.com. That's T I Q I Q.com. And uh, get, get your Celtics tickets while you're at it, because that team did what they were supposed to do for three quarters of the game against Philadelphia the other night. We'll get into that in just a moment, because that's how we're going to lead off. For some reason, I can't get to NBA.com. All right, there we are. Because it's an all-NBA special, basically. So, Calvin, I first yes, asked sir. you this. Out of the blue. Didn't, I, I wasn't telling okay. Calvin. I didn't tell Calvin I was going to ask him this. We weren't really planning on giving giving out awards tonight, as we usually do. But I will ask you this one awards question, Calvin. Who is your MVP at the end of the season when it's all said and done? Yeah, I was going to ask you that question, actually, so this works out ah. well. I was going to throw some impromptu questions at you. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to say that... that uh, this is the year that Russell Westbrook gets it. Now, maybe, you know, obvi- yeah, obviously MVP, you know, provides a bit of insight into uh, what teams are near the top of the standings. So take that, take of that what you will. I just, I think that, you know, Durant might get off to a bit of a slow start because of, uh, you know, his physical issues and coming off those. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Westbrook looked like an animal in the last season. I, I think that, 
that you know that combined, you can make an argument for him last year for MVP, but they didn't have the record to back it up. I, I think he'll put up similar numbers and combined with a better record. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. With, I'm going off the board a little bit with Westbrook. You are going off the board. That's very interesting. Um, Here's the thing: I, is that I wanted to be Anthony Davis this time, but I, I again, I I don't think that uh, you know that, that team has a lot of injuries. I, I don't think that they're quite ready. To the team was quite ready. So. Yeah, I'm not sure that Anthony Davis is quite ready either. Frankly, uh, I'm going to go with the with the incumbent, basically the the, the reigning champ. I'm going with Steph Curry. I think he's going to have a back to back MVP season, uh, and that's not just based on what he was doing the other night in uh, in the opener against Anthony Davis and the Pelicans because he was otherworldly the other night in that first quarter. I just look, I my jaw dropped multiple times watching Steph Curry, but not just based on that. I think that he's only going to get better over the next couple of years. He's still very young. He still has the, the ability to increase his prime and make make that window larger for his prime, open it up a little bit, you know? So I'm going with Curry. I think he's going to he's gonna dominate again. And I don't know if the team will do the same thing that they did last year and win the title, but I think when it's all said and done, people are still going to be in awe of Steph Curry and what he's done this year uh, with a close second to James Harden because I think he's going to be a man on a mission. I don't hate that. I don't hate that answer at all. He was up there in consideration for me. Um, I don't think it'll be LeBron, and nope. I don't think it'll be. I, I don't think it'll be Harden just because I think the Rockets will slip a little bit. Uh, yep. A lot of other people don't seem to think that, but um, yeah, I like that answer a lot. Do you? Do you want to hit one or two more? Do you? Do you have like a rookie of the year? You want to hit that? I don't really have a rookie of the year. Maybe you can convince me of one. Although, I, from all we're hearing from the New York media and national media, Porzingis is the guy. He's going to be the guy that carries the Knicks back to, to being decent again, not Carmelo. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't really have a rookie right now because I, I feel like there's always going to be someone who was drafted in the middle of the draft that is in the top three to four rookie consideration at the end of the season. So it's too early for that stuff. Yeah, you know, again, it's way too early to. to there are so many options. On, yeah, based on what I, I, what I, I think, saw in that I think first game. Yeah, and I think your boy D'Angelo Russell could be in that in that conversation too. There's, I mean, you can count them on on two hands. You would need two hands to count the contenders for Rookie of the Year, in my opinion, this this year. Okafor is a good going, a good choice. Yeah. I think it's going to be Okafor, and and the reason being is I just think that he's going to get more shots than anyone else, more looks at it, and, you know, the style of basketball he plays, uh, it's definitely going to, to bring attention to him. He's, you know, I think he's, he gets compared a lot to uh, Zach Randolph, but I actually see him a little bit more like Al Jefferson. All right, if you're out there on Twitter, you follow me on at Team Green Truth, and you can uh, hit us up over there, hit me up over there anyway. And you can also give us a call tonight at 323-642-1484. Tell us your MVP and your Rookie of the Year. Because if any indications are true from that game the other night, Celtics Sixers I'm talking about, Okafor is going to be the Rookie of the Year, but... Let's get into that game right now uh, a little bit, Calvin, for our Celtics topic, because I want people to pump the brakes already, okay? 
We're one game in. The Celtics did what they were supposed to do. Isaiah Thomas started slow. The whole team started slow. They played well after the, the first quarter once they got their jitters out or whatever it was. Even into the second quarter, they were struggling a little bit. But they turned it around. They figured it out. They did what they were supposed to do, beating the lowly 76ers. What you should be concerned with, people, is the fact that Julia Okafor looks so good. Amir Johnson was supposed to come to this team, but this is what the Celtics painted for you over the offseason. Johnson was supposed to be the, the rimmed protector, the defender, and he was great. He was great. He was very good on Wednesday night. He had a couple blocks. He had seven rebounds. I like. I love Amir Johnson. Don't take this as me knocking Amir Johnson because it's not that. It's me knocking what the Celtics told you they were hoping to be this year. And that's a little bit stronger on the interior. So, Or actually much more strong on the interior is what they said. I think they're a little stronger with Johnson, but when a guy like Okafor pretty much tears up their front, their, their big men, that's what you need to be concerned with because there's a lot of guys around the league that can do that. And if the Celtics guards don't play as well as they did the other night, they may not have beaten Philadelphia the way they were supposed to. So that's that's my little Celtics thing for now. And let's not forget that the uh, the seventy sixers, you know, not that they have great guard play anyway, but they were missing uh Covington and they were missing somebody else right in the backcourt. And their backcourt they essentially couldn't move the ball in that game. They had they had uh what's it called, one assist in the first half or two assists. In right. through basically uh, two and a half quarters. And they scored, it was all just Noel and Okafor doing, you know, during their one-on-one. Uh, I, I think that, um, yeah, I would, you know, I'm hearing from a lot of sources, like there's a lot of optimism for the Celtics. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where you have them in our top eight, or if you even yeah. have them in our top eight. I'm assuming you right. do, because, I mean, you're not that much of a pessimist, but it'll be fascinating to see, but, I, well, they, uh, you know, they definitely haven't. I don't think they've taken a step back. It's it's more to me. Right. The top eight is going to be more reflection on other teams than the Celtics. I think uh, we'll get to that right. though. Um, but, uh, because I, I but yeah, I the, do the, wanna... the point I was making is is you know I had I had uh, callers calling and talking about home you know things like home court advantage and fifty games, and I I guess I get the optimism. Um, you know, I would pump the brakes a little bit on that just because I, I, my tendency is to feel like even like last year, just based on talent level, um, you know, was somewhat Brad Stevens doing a master, a massive job, and to, to even expect them to, to like expect them to do what they did last year, even uh, yet alone improve on that. It's like give you know give them well, credit for that, but but they're also like sort of playing above their heads a little bit. Well, the, you, you touched on something right there that is what I also want to caution people, and not necessarily caution people on, but say this is this is what you, you should be looking at this year. This is the year to judge Brad Stevens right here. It wasn't – you said he did a masterful job last year. I thought he did too, that he was very good. He's the coach of the future for the Celtics. I hope that he never leaves at this point because he's an excellent coach. I think that he's done a very good job, and he gets guys to overachieve. With that being said, this is the year – that he is going to be asked to pull the strings and make moves and not have a rotation and play the hot hand and go with the right matchup 
every every night, night in, night out, from quarter to quarter. If you thought you saw that last year, you're going to see that a ton this year because this Celtics team has 10 guys that are worthy of 10-plus minutes a game, obviously more for some guys. But they have at least eight – at least eight that should be getting 10 minutes a game. And Brad Stevens has said this. They might go 10 deep for the whole season, 10 minutes a game for multiple different guys. But so this is, this is where you need, this is where Stevens is going to be judged this year. This is it. Because he, people were always saying last year, Oh, he pulls, he, he makes the right decisions. He's doing all this. And yeah, he did a really nice job last year, but it's going to be tenfold this year. In my opinion. Yeah, I think that inevitably there's going to be a guy or two who gets squeezed out of the rotation. It'll be it'll be interesting to see who that is. Uh, I would imagine so, but it doesn't seem that way right now, Calvin. I mean, I mean, in, in that game, you're not even factoring the fact that you know with Olenek's suspension, he wasn't playing. But right, look, that's like, look I mean, happened. yeah. So yeah, you you add in like what happened with Zeller; he didn't play well in the first quarter. And essentially, he was sat down for the game yep. until garbage time, you know. So, so he was basically the guy who uh, was, even though he was the starter. It sounds funny to say, but he was basically the guy who was taken out of the rotation in that game. You add Olenek into that, just, just you know, picking off the last game. It's hard, I think it's hard to play. Uh, it's hard to play, you know, five guys or six guys ten minutes a game. It really uh, is. You know, if, it's easier because because it's even hard to play guys twenty minutes a game. But I think that's doable. I think you know once you get down to that ten minutes a game, then you're sort of taking guys out of rhythm. I I just don't think that's feasible long term. Just keep cycling them in at that sort of rate, you know. I and I don't think guys will be happy. Yeah, you know, guys like Jared Sullinger and Zeller are guys who are playing for contracts. They didn't get extended before the season starts. I, it's hard for me to believe that they'd be happy going into their, uh, you know going through their contract year playing ten minutes a game. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. This is why Stevens is going to have to find do an even better job this year than he did last year if this team is going to go anywhere and they're going to improve and they're not going to just be stagnant and at, at a 500 win clip, you know, 500 winning percentage, I should say. Um, so, sure. but that's this that's the point. I mean, it, apparently. The rookies are not going to get any time. That's that's what we're going to see here. The rookies are right. not going to I play. Agree. People people speculated on whether they were going to play at all uh, over the during the preseason, and I'm I'm lumping James Young in that group as well. He's he's still a rookie to me because he hasn't really played many minutes in the NBA. So right. these guys are not they're not going to play. They're not going to crack the rotation, uh, and at times. Guys like Zeller, Jarebko, I'm sure Sullinger, Evan Turner, those guys might not even crack the rotation that much. But that's where Stevens is going to make a name for himself this year or this team is going nowhere. He, he's going to have to. He's going to have to play the hot hand quite a bit and try some different yeah, combinations, I think, you know? If I had to guess, I would guess that, that and, and, you know, maybe Turner would be the guys to lose more minutes uh Trebko more and then you know, depending on what what kind of shape he's in, then you you look at like a Sullinger but and then a Zeller. But I I think that, you know, the I think he he probably wants to play Olenek a little more. Amir Johnson will get a lot of time just because he's the biggest defend the best defender in there. And you seem to have a lot of chemistry in that first game at least with uh Isaiah Thomas. 
you know, he sets out, he sets a good pick, and they seem to play well together in that pick and roll game. So uh, we'll see. Yep, we will see. Um, it's going to be a, a fun season, I think, for the Celtics. So, we'll get, and I'll, we'll tell you a little bit more about the, where we think they're going to fall in just a moment here. Um, I guess that's it, though. I don't actually. Yeah. Yeah, the moment that, that, is now. That's going to be the story of the season for the Celtics, basically. Let's let's wrap that uh, let's wrap that little segment up like that. That's the story of the season. There's going to be a lot of guys with a lot of minutes. They've acknowledged it, and uh, I personally think that uh, Brad Stevens has a has a much tougher job this year than he did last year, even though the talent level is higher this year. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but along those lines, there are thirty. Mm-hmm. 29 other championship contenders at this point. Who are the real contenders in the NBA and who is just looking on the other, on the outside, looking in, standing on the outside, looking in Philadelphia is one that is most likely going to be at the very bottom. That team shouldn't be winning many games, Calvin. So I just want to say that Mike and Pittsburgh I hope you're listening at some point, and whether you're calling us or you're calling the post-game show, I want to hear from Mike because he has always had it out for the 76ers' view on tanking. And now that they've got a stud player, I'm interested to see if he would prefer their situation over the Celtics right now. So I just want to get that out there, and let's now get into our – Playoff predictions, essentially. Who's making the playoffs this year? Yeah, why don't we why don't we start out with uh, the East? <gasps> yeah, you love that drop. Yeah, I love all drops. I love them all. That's true. They're like yeah, they're like <laughs> all, all you get. All right, so uh, yeah, who do you got for number eight, Ray? The you East. Have well, wow. I guess I should I guess I should preface this by just saying that. Uh, I feel like the East in the middle is a more, it has more parity like than, than the West would at the top. Like a lot of people think that the West are strong at the top. And I agree with that, but I think in the middle of the East, there's going to be a lot of parity. So I think you're looking at another situation uh, where there's going to be three, four, maybe even five teams that are 500 or hovering around there, um, and that's that makes it that makes it tough to to choose as far as the eighth seed is concerned. So, and yet you must. Yet I must. Um, it's so difficult to to do this. I can't decide. I want to flip a coin. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't flip a coin. I will just pick. I need a drum roll. Um, This is so tough, man. I should have. I I should have made this the decision much earlier today, before the show. But this eight seed is is tough for me because one team is in, one team is out. Obviously. Yep. All right. I'm going. With the Indiana Pacers at number eight. And I think that 
Paul George is going to be better and he's going to make them a better team. And I think they're going to be one of those teams that's right around 500, looking at the eight seed, seven, eight seed, and a six seed as well. I think there's going to be a few teams right there. But I'm going with the Pacers on that one. I don't think they have enough around Paul George to make a lot of noise in the regular season. But I like I like Paul George enough to get, get them some wins, and I think he's going to be strong this year. So there, there you have it. I have Indiana out of the playoffs. I don't like what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think that Paul George – I think that Paul George can play the four uh, in the right system. I don't think he can play the four with the personnel that they have. Uh, you know, getting rid of Hibbert, their their front court is very reedy and small. I don't see how they can compete. Uh, you know, they want to be more of a push-the-ball-up-the-floor kind of team, but I don't think they're that either. They don't have a great point guard. They're out for me. My number eight team – uh, is also might might be a surprise to you is the Toronto Raptors. I have oh. the Toronto Raptors falling to eight this year, and the reason being is if you look you know you look at their second half last year, uh, they were terrible defensively and offensively. They got up to a great start, but I just don't think that they're very good defensively. I realize they signed Damari Carroll, who is a bit of a, a stopper, but what he is is a wing stopper a one-on-one type player. He's not very good at help. I mean, he's, he's, he's not bad at it, but especially he's not help defense. I think losing Amir Johnson, who was your best uh, post defender, is going to hurt. Valanciunas is not a very good defender. I just think this team's not going to be good enough to de- defensively. Uh, and I and I really just never have never liked DeMar DeRozan as a player. Um, and yeah, I think that they're going to slip to the eighth seed this year. Like interesting. Right Very interesting. I, I do like that because that means that you think probably think that the Celtics are going to win the uh, the division, and that's that's fine with me. Um, I am going with number seven anymore, here. Though, right? What's that? It doesn't matter anymore, isn't that right? No, of course, of course, it doesn't matter anymore. But you know, proceedings. I mean, like oh, they don't proceedings. Get a top yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just it's it's totally arbitrary at this point. They shouldn't even have the divisions if they're going to devalue it like right. that. Um, anyway. Number seven for me, uh, which was, again, tough because I'm knocking another team, a playoff team out of the playoffs from last year uh, and bringing a team in that did not make the playoffs. I'm going with the Miami Heat jumping up to number seven, getting a few more wins, and they actually this might be undershooting for them because I think Chris Bosh is going to come back strong. I think just having Dragics down there um, – for a full training camp and now a full preseason and all that, I think it's going to help that team. And hopefully they can find a way to to incorporate Dwayne Wade so that he doesn't have to do as much. Uh, So I'm going with Miami jumping into the playoffs here with the seventh seed. I like like what they're doing down there, and it pains me to say it because they have terrible fans, but I'm actually not opposed to the Heat doing well this year. How about that? How about that? Let me, let me do them real quick. I think I might have accidentally put 19 teams. I should have written these down. Probably would have made for a better show, right? So you're probably yeah. feeling the same way at this point. Yes. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. What am I leaving off? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where are we at? Number seven? Yep. Okay. I just gave my seven. Yeah, my my number seven seed is going to be another surprise. How do you like that? I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to pick the Orlando Magic. I think it's time. Whoa, that is a surprise. Yeah. Holy moly, seven. Yeah, I think it's a big jump, sir. I think it's make that move. Yeah. Are you, wait, so let's, let's establish this for a second. Are you in the mindset that I am and that the eight seed is going to be a 500 team this year in, in the East? No. Or do you think they're going to be lower? Because last year it was a 38-win team that got got into the playoffs with the eight seed. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be lower. You think it's going to be lower? Yes. N- not lower than 38, necessarily. Lower than 500. Lower than 500. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I probably should have put Toronto at seven. But, again, uh, math is uh, – I, I didn't write these down properly. So, uh, you know, eight and seven will probably be around the same is the point that I'm making to you. Um, maybe Got it. Toronto's probably – pro- pro- Toronto's probably end up, going to end up a little better than the Magic. Yeah. I think uh, Oladipo and Peyton are both going to uh, take a step forward. I think that they're tear defensively on other cards. Um, you know, Vucevic not the best defensive player, but uh, you know, Tobias Harris pretty good. I just think all of these guys are sort of uh, the you know third, fourth year guys, second year guys, all looking to take that step forward. And I think they'll all take not none of them will take a huge step forward, but I think all of them will take a small enough step forward. I think Aaron Gordon maybe take a huge step forward. Um, Interesting, man. Compete, they'll be, I, I think they'll be this year's Milwaukee Bucks. I think Milwaukee will take a little step back, uh, just because I don't, I don't like the way, uh, I don't like the the Greg Monroe signing, to be honest with you. And I, I, mm-hmm. I think that they'll have a hard time integrating him into what they do. I think their offense will be a little stagnant this year, and I, I think they're going to take a little step back. You know, while, while Jabari, you know, tries to come back and. and Yep. Like that. You know what? I'm I'm so, out on the Bucks too. I'm out on the Bucks. Yeah. So I think the, the magic of the new Bucks. That's what I'm that's what I'm calling right now. The magic of the new Bucks. Interesting. Well, I don't think the Magic are going to make the playoffs, but they might be fighting for something towards the end there. Um, the Bucks are bold out for me. Day, right? It is bold prediction day. The Bucks are out for me. That means that I need a new six seed because they were the six seed last year. Uh, and and this Calvin is where I'm going to drop the Toronto Raptors. I don't think they're going to take as much of a hit as you expect them to from Amir Johnson, although that's a pretty large loss for them because they're not they're not huge and tough on the inside anyway. Um, but I don't think they're going to fall completely apart. I, I do think they fall behind the Celtics because haven't thrown their name out there yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going with Raptors number six here, number six. Well, I also have them falling behind the Celtics, who I now have at number six. So, <laughs> you know, that I didn't have them falling off the map. I still have them in the playoffs. I think they did, you know, I think the Celtics, again, we discussed them earlier. Um, they made some interesting moves. I think I think it may take Stevens a while to, to figure out who plays well with who in this rotation. It's funny because I, I read that uh, Boston Globe article that he talked about how, like, he thinks of, uh, he, he builds his rotation by thinking of it in terms of two guys who play well together, and then he builds it out from there, like talking about who can, you know, who can rebound for Isaiah Thomas. There's, there's a lot of interesting things that, like, that made me feel good about because I felt like I've been discussing that, these exact ideas on the postgame show before. In fact, I said that, but I read that article today, and even doing the show last night, I talked. Somebody asked, uh, you know, does it matter who starts or who finishes? And my my response to that was like, I think even more than who starts or who finishes, is who plays with who, right? I mean, that 
that should be the most yeah. important thing. Who's, comp- who's a complement to who and who who detracts from who and how does the skill set work. So I think it's going to take some time. Uh, you know, he's playing Bradley and Smart uh, out there right now, two uh, guys who neither of whom are ball-handling guards. Uh, Jared Weiss made a point about that's why David Lee's starting because he, he can handle the ball more. But I think that I think that defensively with Lee and Zeller out there it was a bit of a disaster at the start of that game. I don't know how long that starting lineup lasts. I just think it's going to take him some time to tinker and get this right. It, I don't think it'll cost him a lot of wins because they're, you know, they're uh, overachieving hustlers anyway. I think six is, is right about where they'll end up. You know, a slight improvement from last year. All right, fair enough. Moving on to number five. At number five. This is where I'm putting our Boston Celtics. Moving them up a little bit. I think they the talent level increased, so the, the, the winning should increase as well. Uh, I do believe that Stevens is going to pull the right strings often this year. We'll see how often it, it actually happens. Um, but I think they're going to be that team that's just a little bit over 500, and they're sitting there in the five seed. Um, I think we spoke about the Celtics enough earlier on the show, so what's your five seed? Uh, my five seed is going to be the Chicago Bulls. Now, you might say that this sounds a little low for the Bulls. It, I realize they no longer have Thibodeau, but uh, I just think I think the Bulls are the type of team, you know, based on their personnel, they get injured every year. I think that Derrick Rose, you like the, his prospects of remaining healthy uh, all season, I'm, I, I don't love. Joaquin Noah gets hurt all the time. Uh I think that he and Jimmy Butler have sort of been sniping back and forth to it to a delightful degree in my mind. I I'm not, I'm one of the people who enjoys it when teammates you know make statements in the press, passive aggressive passive aggressive statements in the press. I think that that's a team that doesn't quite get along. Um, I think they have a lot of talent and they're probably better than the five seed. But my prediction is that's where they'll end up. All right, then moving on to four. It's getting tight up here. Um, It's interesting because I think that the top three teams are basically going to be the same, but I have a hard time with with three or four. And I'm going to put the Wizards at four, but I just have a weird feeling that they're going to jump into that top three. But I'm putting them at four. I'm picking them to, them to, to, to be there. I think uh, they're going to be very similar to last year. John Wall is probably going to be a little bit better. He, he's still climbing as far as his prime is concerned. Um, they haven't changed a whole lot. They lost Paul Pierce, which is probably a tough thing in the locker room. But they've they've basically come back the same as they were last year. I don't expect them to take a step backwards just because they they lost Paul Pierce. Uh, so I'm going to put them at four because I think a couple of those other teams, like the Raptors that we talked about, are are going to take a step backwards. So that's basically why, why I'm putting Washington up there. I think they're going to be the same as they were last year. Well, my number four team is the Atlanta Hawks. I think that, you know, you I was one of those people, and I, don't, I can't remember if you were on board with me. I think you were – who never quite believed in what they were doing in terms of having it carry over to playoff success or, you know, them actually being that dominant of a team. I think a lot of things broke right for them. 
they lost Amari Carroll, who was, you know, their sort of yeah. do-everything guy. Even though they got Thiago uh, Splitter, who I think is a good player, and, you know, gives them some much-needed size against the bigger teams in the league, that'll help them when they play Washington. I think that, that I think that move, you know, you can argue moving uh, Carroll out and getting Splitter makes them a more interesting playoff team, but I don't think they'll win nearly as many games as they did last year. I think even bringing back the same team, I don't think they would have. Uh, too many things broke right for them last year. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, yeah, I don't think they'll quite be that team. I think they're still a good team. I have them at fourth. I also think the Hawks are still a good team. I'm putting them third. Uh, I, they, I don't think they're going to win 60 games again. That was a, a crazy thing that they did. They went on a really nice run. They still have all-star caliber talent on that team. Uh, Damari Carroll is a tough loss for them, but I think overall their system is one that will allow them to win a lot of games in the Eastern Conference, especially when you're when you're you're playing teams like Philadelphia and the Knicks and uh, even Orlando. Even though you think that Orlando is going into the playoffs, um, I think the Hawks are going to be the three seed. And I'm just waiting until we get to the one so I can talk about them. <laughs> so who's the two for you? Are the three for you? Yeah, I think yeah, I think the Wizards are taking a step forward. I think they are going to be the three seed. Uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know, losing Paul Pierce, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I think Otto Porter is ready to step in and play that the role that Paul Pierce played, the stretch four. And except Otto Porter is bigger than Paul Pierce, he's younger than Paul Pierce. In you know, no offense to Paul Pierce, but at this point, he's probably a little bit better. Uh, I like the fact that they're moving Nene to the bench because Nene and Gortat out there is just a little too slow. I think uh, I think Bradley Peel is going to take a step forward this season from what I've seen of him. And, you know, John Wall at this point is is a very underrated player. I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the league. I think the Wizards, it, it's their time to be there at number three. All right. Um, my number two is the same number two as it was last year the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'll tell you, Calvin, I just, I'm not trying to take the game the other night, opening night against the Bulls into effect here. But you said something to me, you texted me the other day and said something that I think is, speaks volumes about the problems in Cleveland. You said that, they don't look like they know how to play with Kevin Love, or maybe specifically that LeBron doesn't know how to play with Kevin Love. And that you thought they would have figured it out in the off season. I would have thought, I would have think, thought that as well. But if, if that game is any indication, apparently they haven't really figured much out. Um, but without taking that game into effect, they're still, they still have LeBron. They still have, Kevin Love, high-caliber player. Kyrie Irving is still a top point guard in the league. They're going to be up there, but they're just not as good as the team that I'm putting number one, in my opinion. Again, I keep doing this. Go. Who's your two? I love I love how different we are in this. You notice that? We're vastly different. We are like all, all over the place this year. Yeah. I've, it, it makes for a more interesting show. Yeah, except in this case, we're not that different because I also have the Cleveland Cavaliers at number two. And part of it is, yes, they haven't worked uh, everything out. Part of it is, yes, they have guys injured right now, Kyrie Irving, uh, and Iman Shepard, you know, supposedly won't be back. 
till December, and then they're going to have to integrate them back into whatever offense uh, they were running at that point. But you know what the other part is, Rory? The other part is LeBron. You see LeBron laying laying on the court with his back. You see him, you know, clearly not in full gear right now. I think when the playoffs come around, he's still there. He'll still be LeBron. But I, I think we might be reaching the the point in his career not not when he falls out of his prime, but the point of his career where he can't do it for an entire season. He takes so yeah. much of a beating. He plays so hard when he needs to. I just I don't think he's going to go full bore, and I, I think Cleveland will be good. Obviously, I have them the number two, but I just don't think that he'll be trying to get that best record. And, you know, with those other things I was talking about, I think that they'll, they'll end up stalling out at number two. I agree with you there. And more importantly, I think that the Bulls are just going to be miles better than they were last year. Um. They've sure they've lost Dibido. Hoiberg is unproven, but we all know on this show and on Celtics post game and everywhere around CLNS Radio. If you've ever listened to me for an extended period of time, and you bring up the Chicago Bulls, I am going to tell you how good Jimmy Butler is. I think this guy is a stud, Calvin. And while I I won't put him. I didn't mention him for MVP. That would have been a surprise, huh? Because I think there's a lot around the, a lot around him, and he's not asked to do the entire thing like some of these MVP candidates are. I just I think that the Bulls are going to be better than last year. I think they're going to, to integrate uh, Miritich a lot more. He started the other night, and more importantly. I just have this feeling that you're going to see a rejuvenated Pau Gasol this year. And I think Gasol is going to be a key point or a key part of this team's success. And obviously if Derek Rose stays healthy, they are a formidable opponent. So I love the bulls this year, as far as a team on top of the Eastern conference, I'm not going to root for them against the Celtics, but they are fun to watch. And I, I, I enjoy the Chicago bulls for once. How about that? Just, yeah, we're we're just off on different planets here. I had the Bulls in yeah. what five? Yeah. And, uh, the team I'm calling with number one, your surprise number one, Rory, is the team that you had in eighth place. I'm taking the Miami Heat. Holy moly! Miami Heat, Rory, are you going to be your surprise number one seed? Look, they have good starters at every position. I realize Dwayne Wade. You know, n- not the most healthy guy guy in the world, but I think you won that pick and you won the pick and roll with Goran uh, Dragic and Chris Bosh. That's that's unstoppable. I like this, I like this team. I like Justice Winslow a lot as a guy who can come off the bench and be a stopper. Maybe he can even uh, take Luol Deng's job. You know, I I don't know. I like this team a lot. I think that they're going to play well. Uh, I like Spolstra a lot as a coach, and I think it's their time. Are you trying to get a plug-in from the state of Florida or something? You got the Magic jumping into the playoffs and the Heat jumping to the one seed from the ten. Are you are you crazy? What do you you got the Florida water over there? What are you drinking in California tonight? I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I think the Bucks and Dolphins are terrible in the Jaguars. So wait a minute, who do you have out then? I you have the Celtics out. No, I don't. I had the Celtics at six. The team that I have falling off is the Milwaukee Bucks. 
the Bucks and the Nets. The Bucks and the Nets are both out. Yes. Uh, but don't you have to have somebody else out because? Oh, we the, we differed on the uh, the Pacers and the Magic. I got gotcha. you. Right. I don't okay. have the Pacers in. Yeah. Right. I have them. I have, have the Magic and the Heat as playoff teams, and you have the Pacers and who? I have the Heat as well. Oh, the Pacers and the Heat. Yeah, that's right. Yep. But lower. Right. All right. So we differed a little bit. We'll have to go back and listen to that and uh, tally it up and see what happens at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, we haven't then, done enough shame shows. You know, we used to do no. we used to do the shame shows where we talked about how badly we did in our predictions. Right. We haven't, we haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. No, we haven't. So we'll have to keep track of this. I'm going to have to go back and uh, check out this show anyway to see what time I did any and all live reads. Speaking of... I'm going to have to do that right now as well. The big one. The best one. The Pats are playing. They're on TV right now. If I was good at my job, this is not a job. If I was good at at, uh, at podcasting, I'd probably be able to tell you the score right now. But I can't even tell if you're listening out there. 22-7. Calvin is good. See, there you go. Pats are up 22-7 on the Dolphins right now. Thursday night football. But guess what? That's right. We're not talking about football anymore because the NBA is here. The NBA is back. And so is one-day fantasy action over at FanDuel.com. There's no better time to sign up and get playing than right now. I can't wait personally to get back on FanDuel and try and pick some winners here because I feel like better than ever, better than ever before, I know the NBA players. I know the teams that are going to do well. I'm confident in who's going to – perform well on their new teams and their old teams or and for, and for guys that are staying on their old teams, I should say. I'm going over to FanDuel.com. I'm going to play some one-day fantasy basketball for real money and immediate cash pay- payouts. You pick a team of nine players, two point guards, two shooting guards, two small forwards, two power forwards, and a center. And it's only the guys playing tonight. So if you felt like uh, – playing last night and picking Jaleel Okafor against the Celtics and he goes off, that's that's great. Isaiah Thomas, you could have picked him last night. He went off too. The next morning, if you win, you get that money in your account. You can play every day or whenever you want. League started just $1. Finally, it can pay to be a fan. Please go over to FanDuel.com and play fantasy basketball Today, if you've never played before, the games have been never been bigger. Join the over 1 million other fans who have already won money playing fantasy sports on FanDuel.com. You know basketball just as well as Calvin and I do, so prove it right now. Go over to FanDuel.com today and pick some players. Calvin, you know any guys tonight that you would want? Uh, let's see who is playing tonight. Well, I have the box scores in front of me, so um, <laughs> let me just let me just pull one up. Maybe uh, uh, Dallas and the Clippers haven't played yet, so I I could take a flyer on a, a guy like Blake Griffin. There you go. If you found a nice way to get Blake Griffin involved, I'm sure he's going to put up a lot of points over on FanDuel.com. So head over to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right hand corner. Use the code Celtics to sign up now. Right now, there's a special offer for all of our listeners here at CLNS Radio. 
Sign up today, and FanDuel is going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. So if you got 200 bucks laying around and you want to put it in FanDuel, do it right now because they will give you $200 after that. It's only good for the first 50 people that use the code Celtics. Don't forget that. That's the code Celtics, FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. Get those NBA picks in. All right. Speaking of NBA picks, now it's time for the Western Conference, Calvin. We're heading over to your land of Los Angeles because we know that there's going to be a great team in Los Angeles this year. Hooray! Clippers? I can't wait to see where you put the Clippers on your list, Calvin, and whether you're spiting them or not. I'm going to let you start this one with the eighth seed because, well, it's your conference. Well, if you, I actually usually overpick the Clippers. I'm going to try not to make that mistake this year. I'm looking at their extremely ugly logo right now and just getting mad about it. My number eight seed is the Los Angeles Lakers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, wow. My number eight seed. Yeah. Oh, no. before we get into this, let me just say, did I, tell, did I tell you that I got Kobe Bryant in the 11th round of my draft the other the other day or last week? And I couldn't be happier with his performance in game one. Just, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, I hope shooting percentage doesn't matter in your league. <laughs> no, it does. But, I mean, points matter too. So, I'll take it. I right. also have well, Carmelo Anthony. Chuck and Duck. Well, Kobe will give you plenty of points. So, there's not so much in the shooting percentage category. Yeah. That's uh, all right. Yeah. 11th round. You know, you, know you know what else is all right, Murray? Despite uh, – Rumored evidence to the contrary. You know what else is all right? The Dallas Mavericks, right? The Dallas Mavericks go. are all right. They're the eight seed. I don't care. I don't care what people say. They're falling out. I know the Celtics have the pick, and they want them to be bad, but not horribly bad. They want them in that nebulous zone of of lottery teams that are near the playoffs, so they can, uh, you know, get that pick that's top seven protected. But guess what? I I don't think they're going to be that bad. They got Darren Williams, who I know isn't Darren Williams, but I think that. Uh, I think with Rick Carlisle on this team with Dirk, you know what Darren Williams can do? He can shoot. You know, you know what Darren Williams can do? He can be better than Raymond Felton. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what Darren Williams can do. Yeah. That's right. Matthews is a guy that I've loved forever. I think they got him on a, on a value deal. Supposedly he's recovered well. If he, you know, if he comes off that ACL and he's anything like Wesley Matthews, he's going to be a bad player. Uh, yes, of course, losing Tyson Chandler help hurts. Their defense is going to be worse. But I, I think uh, with with some issues to other teams, you know who I don't believe in that everyone seems to believe in? The Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz aren't making the playoffs, right? I'm going to tell you that right now. They will not make the playoffs. Lock it in. Maybe, maybe you disagree with me. I Just looking at the teams that are left, and we can talk about other teams, I, I think that, that Dallas is the best bet to get that eight seed. Listen, I think the eight seed in, in, uh, in the Western Conference is a lot easier than the Eastern Conference. I already told you that the Eastern Conference, to me, in that middle to six to eight seed situation, six to nine, whatever, is going to be tighter than the West at the top. So, I, for me, it was easy to, to pick the eight seed, and I'm going with Dallas as well. Um, I, I think that they're, they're going to be fine. I don't think they're really going to take a step back. And this is really more about the Pelicans uh, – 
falling apart, falling out. I don't, I don't, we mentioned Anthony Davis earlier and I think the Pelicans are going to fall out and we'll get to uh, the higher seeds in a moment, but I'm putting Dallas at eight as well. They didn't fall apart and the teams around them around like Phoenix and Utah and Denver saying Denver is a little generous to them. Those teams didn't do enough to, to jump Dallas in my mind. They still have a solid coach. They still have a guy in Dirk Nowitzki that's going to be productive and they've made some changes. Wes Matthews is a, is a great player when he rounds into shape. I think they're, they're going to be fine. Interesting. You have the Pelicans falling out. I'm curious to know who you have uh, jumping up into the playoffs because I have the Pelicans as my number seven seed. I think mm. I, I I agree with part of what you said earlier in terms of, of I do think the bottom of the West will be weaker uh, than it has been in recent years. I don't like the Pelicans to have a good year. I mean, a, a great year just because I think that there, there's a uh, a lot of injuries on that team. I think, you know, they're really going to have to rely on Davis to do too much. Uh, they're a team that never seems to be healthy. Davis himself even has health issues. They're missing like eight rotation players right now. Uh, I just can't, I can't pick this team to make a jump just yet. I think they're going to have to make some changes to their roster. I think the gap between seven and eight, I think the Pelicans and Dallas will be right next to each other in that seventh and eighth area. And then, you know, maybe it'll be five games before we get to the sixth seed. That's the kind of thing that I'm I'm thinking of right now. Sort of sort of like we saw in the East last year, where there was the seventh and eighth, and then there was sort of sort of a clear jump to that next level. I guess Milwaukee was there too, but there there, there was tears. And I think that there's the Pelicans are only number seventeen, but they're not anywhere close to six. Well, um, I think the Pelicans are going to be right there. I think they're going to be just outside of the playoffs. And I actually almost put them in uh, and bumped the Mavericks up and dumped this team, my seven team, out because I am not buying in on the Memphis Grizzlies this year, Calvin. Marcus Gasol is excellent. Mike Conley is great. But I just feel like that team is looking a little stagnant to me at this point. Um, I'm, I just, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy Memphis. And, I'm putting them out. I'm, I'm dropping them or not out, but I'm dropping them down to, to seven because I just, I mean, you, I don't know. You tell me you're better at the Western conference stuff than I am. Cause I hardly get to see those games, but um, I'm I almost put them out of the playoffs is what I'm trying to say. And I think instead new Orleans is going to be on the outside looking in and we're going with Dallas and Memphis right there. You must really have a team, because this is fascinating to me. I can't wait to see who it is. I have the Memphis Grizzlies falling to six. I think they'll still be better than the Pelicans. They were sort of in lockstep here, uh, except for the, this Pelican scenario. So I'm, I'm curious to see who jumps up in your on your list. But um, I do think that they are a stagnant team, like you said. Uh, I can't remember who they picked up. They picked up somebody who's a bit of a shooter, right? Uh Oh, Matt Barnes, who I guess Matt at this Barnes. point is not really a bit of a shooter. No, just a I, I'm, not, I'm not impressed of, with that. That's another thing. I'm not impressed no, with the Matt Barnes well, he, thing. For this team, no. He's just more of a Grizzly, more the same with the Grizzlies. He's a Grizzlies-type player. You know what I mean? I, I think that they need shooting, and they need ball handling, and they they didn't get either. Uh, I think other teams got better than them. Uh, and I think, yeah, the 60 is right about where they were. They're still talented. They're just an older and, you know, slipping further from that list of contenders. All right. So 
this this one I'm bringing I'm bringing Oklahoma City into the fray here. I'm going with Oklahoma City number number six, and this is where I think that uh, four five six is going to be very tight, and uh, it, it's it's basically anybody's game uh, for four five six. Um, but I'm bringing Oklahoma City up into it and putting them at the six seed. That's where we are, right? I went. Where am I? Yep. Oh yeah, Dallas. Yes, I went Dallas, Memphis, Oklahoma City. Right. Good. Durant is going to round into shape. I think he's going to be fine after a month or so. Westbrook is your MVP. So I know that you are putting Oklahoma City somewhere in the playoffs, I would assume. Um, but maybe not, actually. But I I'm, I got him up there. They're there. Six for me. At this point, I'm almost wondering if you, if, you, if one of us did the math on him. Because, hmm. yes, I do, have Oklahoma, I do have Oklahoma City in the playoffs. Um um, again, I'm curious to see which, which team you have in the playoffs that I do not. But, um, yeah, I'll talk about Oklahoma City when I get to them. In the meantime, Ray, uh, my number five team is going to be – this is a tough – my number five team is going to be the Houston Rockets. I know a lot of people like them to win a lot of games. Um, I sort of feel somewhat of the same way I feel about the Hawks which is I, I, I sort of feel like it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. They, you know, Dwight Howard is already talking about how he's hurt and he'll probably be an in injury problem all year. I know they're deep. I know they added Ty Lawson. They're a super talented team. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I just think the West is so good and they're, in my mind, a little bit less talented than all of the teams ahead of them. James Harden is awesome. I, I can't imagine they'll be – as good defensively as they were last year, especially if they play tight, uh, Ty Lawson a lot of minutes. They'll be good. There's no slide on the Rockets. Interesting. But they're number five. Okay, uh, so that would be my number five. Where am I? Um, nope, they're out. Uh, five. Have I mentioned... Oh no, I haven't. Um, this is where I'm putting the Clippers. I just—it just seems to me like they—they didn't—they didn't do enough in the offseason. I like the Paul Pierce addition; it's nice, but I just feel like they're going to be another hit and miss team. And even though they won what, 56 games last year or something? To me, for a team with that much firepower, that's kind of hit or miss. They should be a 60-game winner in my mind, and I just don't think that they're going to get there and, and be the and achieve what they what they should be. So I'm I'm down on the Clippers, and I maybe I'm hoping that they do a little bit better because Pierce is there. So I'll bring them down a little bit, number five. All right, my number five team. I'm sorry, my number four team, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're. My four. number four team. Yeah. My number four team. I again, much like with the Rockets, maybe you you look at the number and you say you're down on this team, but it's it's not that I'm down on them. This is just where I think they're going to finish in the regular season, and that's the San Antonio Spurs. I think they 
Uh, Tony Parker has ha- had issues in recent years with staying healthy. Uh, supposedly, he's you know on his way to being a little bit of a, a, a decline. I know Kawhi Leonard. You know this might be the year that he becomes a superstar, but I still think it's going to take this team some time to figure out how to play with Lamarcus Aldridge. You saw it in Game One; they were out of sync a lot. He's just not the same type of player as the, the player who fits ideally in their offense. I think you know him and Duncan together. Duncan may have a little bit of a slip, but I really don't think that they'll slip much as a team. I think they're they're not as much better as everyone thinks. I know they added David West as well, but I think he's also on the downside of his career. Um, I think that the Spurs will be, you know, around as good as they were last year, maybe slightly better. Uh, so I I would not pick them. They were like title favorites or whatever, at, at least at one point. I, I wouldn't go that far with them. I think that they're, you know, Definitely a, a huge threat to go far in the playoffs. I also think Popovich takes games off, rest guys. The Spurs aren't in the mode of getting the number one seed anymore. And with the other teams that I think will be hungrier, I've got the Spurs at four. All right. Um, I don't. I think you're a little confused as far as who I left out. I told you I left out. It was it was New Orleans. Well, I'm I'm confused. Because I'm wondering, you you don't have four. I have three teams left, right, on my list. Yeah, okay. and I have and four, I have, and I have I have four left. Right, because right. I haven't and told my you my, is, my four yet. You have not told me your four. I'm just doing the math on the number of teams that you could that you have left that were on my list, and I only see a couple, and I'm wondering. I see. Uh, I only see three, and I'm wondering how you're going to get to that fourth team. We'll see. One, two, three, four. I'm a little confused as well at this point. All right, well, let's find um, out. Let's find out. Let's, one, two, three, four. Yeah, uh, Portland is my four. Wow, and, there it is. And I and I That's think amazing. that uh, that that this this team is. Wait a minute. What happened? No, that's not right. One. Oh, I haven't mentioned two. No, you're good. I just didn't think you could possibly pick Portland in your top four. Three, four. Oh. Yeah, it's because I'm down on the Clippers. That's all. Um, I mean, and somebody's got to go up there because the top three is, is – we'll get to that. But the top three is, is – easy for me, uh, but Portland's a team that I just, they won 51 games last year, and I'm not sure how they did it. So, I would expect them to be a little bit better. Lillard is is a great player. Um, I didn't really think this through, I don't think. It's embarrassing. They lost LaMarcus Aldridge and Nicholas Batum. This is embarrassing. Wait a minute. Where, how did this happen? Because I lost. Oh, you know what? What? Pelicans, Portland. This is ill prepared. I think everything should get moved up here, and the Pelicans actually make the playoffs. Because I was thinking the whole time we were doing this that the Portland that Portland was out, and I looked up. Ah! Oh, Calvin, this is why we don't start at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Well, I was I wondering think. this entire. I was. I was wondering who 
who you could possibly have in the playoff at that high of a seed that you hadn't mentioned yet. And then when you named Portland, Portland. it was. <laughs> it's not Portland. That's. All right. Revisionist history here. Uh, New Orleans 8, Mavericks 7, Grizzlies 6, Thunder 5, Clippers 4, which brings me to the uh, Rockets at 3. And I just I'm, – I'm not convinced that Dwight Howard's going to stay healthy all year. And that's my main concern with the Rockets, why I don't think they'll be a little bit better. Did I recover very well? Probably not. Go ahead. <laughs> Right, you well, now you no 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 my three because now you you you've taken the three ahead of me now you see uh, because you moved everybody up now it makes more sense now I just yes. yeah I, I I wasn't thinking I couldn't figure out who you had in your top four that we hadn't mentioned yet that wasn't I, in my top three right and now I realize you you just forgot about Portland it's fine um, ah Portland jerks yeah why yeah. would I why would I remember Portland of course. Staring yeah. at their 50 wins last year, unbelievable. That is probably the most embarrassing NBA moment I've ever had on this show. It's up there. I'm not gonna lie. It's up there. Uh, anyway, my number three team, Rui, is the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, I, I two. I You're on always two. Have... No, I'm on three. What? Remember, I was going first, but your order got moved up once you moved Portland out of your top eight. You know what I'm saying? I'm on three. Right, but I haven't mentioned. Yeah, I haven't mentioned. I still have three teams. I haven't mentioned the Clippers yet. Um. Yeah. So my number three team is the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I always seem to have the Clippers a couple too high. I think last year I had them winning the West. Uh, I just, I think that yes, it may be time for Chris Paul to take a step back. It's, <laughs> it's close to that point. But I, if you just look at their problems last year, it was that their bench was terrible. And, you know, say what they, you will about the, uh, the the brains of the guys they added outside of Pierce. But talent-wise, you can't complain about Josh Smith and, you know, to a lesser extent, uh, Lance Stevenson. And they have Pierce. Now, all of a sudden, they, they've gone from basically the worst bench in the NBA to, uh, you know, arguably a top five or six bench in the NBA. And I think that's what's going to make the difference for the Clippers. I I almost think that they're going to be second, but I can't bring myself to pick them that high. So I'm going to have them here at third. All right. Then who's your two? I'm going back to here. Uh, well, I mean, I, I already gave away. I already gave away my my three, being the Rockets. Right. Fine. I'll go. Well, I figured you'd come to your two, but I can do my two. Uh, no, yeah, let's get back on track here. I, I feel like I need okay. to do the Casper read because I need a, a good night's sleep or something. What's going on here? All right, my two is Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I know you had them a little lower. I Like, like you said earlier, for us to get that MVP, the Thunder are going to have to be well. I just I right. love Kevin Durant. I think he's an MVP caliber player uh, when he's healthy. I I don't like Ennis Cantor overall as a player, but like we were talking about earlier with the Celtics, I like fit. 
and Anis Cantor and Serge Ibaka are a perfect fit. Serge Ibaka gets out of the way. Cantor can bully his way inside the, the defender if needed an inside guy. And Serge Ibaka covers the fact that Anis Cantor can't guard the rim to save his life. They they fit like a puzzle piece perfectly. Kevin Durant can play the three. All of a sudden, they have a gigantic front line with Russell Westbrook, who's also a gigantic point guard. Who They don't really lose any quickness out of that situation. And I just I like their lineup a lot, except for Dion Waiters. But what are you going to do? Uh, I got Oklahoma City too. Hello. Oh, did I mute myself? This is really just getting <laughs> just unbelie unbearable for for the, the people listening out there. I'm sure I'm sure you're all having a great time. Um, I like the Spurs this year, Calvin, and not just because of Aldridge uh, and David West. I, I I think Leonard is an, another guy that's going to take a step forward. Um, and while I think you're right in the fact that they're not looking for the one seed and that they're trying to keep their guys healthy for the playoffs and all this, Aldridge is going to have a significant impact um, because he's going to be able to – let Tim Duncan take some more time off. And if Tim Duncan is healthy and strong at the end of the season, then I think this team is going to be pretty solid throughout as well. Um, because they'll win their fair share of games. Popovich will, will find the right games to sit Duncan, et cetera, keep those guys healthy. I'm going with the Spurs at number two. All right. Fair enough. So it sounds like we both have the Warriors at number one. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that I think that I, I'm not of the of the group of people who thinks that last year's title was a fluke. I think nope. that they're, they're the best team in the league. I think that their offense is basically unstoppable. Their deep their defense is underrated. I think that they're deep. Uh, I think that their style of play, you know, even if you start shutting them down, it, it it's impossible to keep up with them for fourth quarters. They'll be they'll be down. They're the kind of team that you can you know get them in a hole. They'll get hot shooting, and all of a sudden you're down by 15 after being up by 15. It, and that you know having that advantage, it's it's rare that teams are going to be able to outshoot the Golden State Warriors, and it's it's rare also that teams will be able to to get to all of the quadrants necessary to cover them on their shots. I just I just love this Warriors team and I think that they're going to uh you know if not win the 68 games they won last year then maybe they'll take a small step back. I think that they'll, they'll definitely win, you know, 64 games. Yeah, and I mean they're they're the one. defending champs. They're they're the defending champs. They're the best team in the league. Um there's I don't think there's much else to be said. They they until they get knocked off multiple times in the season and then again in the playoffs, they're my number 1 and They've got the guy that I picked for MVP back to back, so might as well take them at the, as the one seed back to back. And uh, once the playoffs start, I mean, I, I think you, you're in for a, a treat because I think the Western Conference is going to be really exciting this year as far as the playoffs are concerned. Uh, yet again, but we agree, Golden State, number one team in the NBA this year. That for, in our opinion here on Careless Whispers. Um, Three two three six four two one four eight four. We are going. Let's see what else. We, what else? We, you want to keep going, or you want to say anything about the Lakers? Actually, and uh, then we'll uh, finish it out. And what do you think about those Lakers this year? Another team that is is in, in trouble, Calvin, in the Western Conference. 
maybe you guys get another lottery pick. What's happening out there in in Lakerland? You know, unfortunately, unless it's top three, the Lakers do not get to keep their pick. Uh, yeah. This coming, and I don't expect that to happen. I do. I, I, they lost the first game by one point. Uh, Lou Williams missed a, actually what was a pretty good look. Uh, I don't. You know what? I don't think the Lakers. Here's the thing: the Lakers are going to be terrible, but I don't think roster-wise that they're that bad. It's you know, and it, it breaks my heart to say it, but they're. This season is going to be tanked by Kobe Bryant. As long as he plays, he's going to take shots. And it's funny because it, it's like in moments uh, you you see glimpses of the old Kobe. Even in that game, uh, in the second quarter, he just you know he takes those those shots that are uh, you know considered bad shots, but he he manages to hit them. But what Kobe Bryant doesn't have is the legs that he had when he was in his twenties, or even the legs that he had before his Achilles injury. So what happens is inevitably he gets tired starts missing those same shots, but continues to take them. And, you know, Kobe Bryant was, uh, I believe, 8 of 11 at one point in that game, and he finished 8 of 24. And that, you know, he took 13 threes, and I think that's what he's going to shoot them out of the game. Combine that with, you know, Nick Young, who also had a good game, and I, but I, I just think that he's also a guy who will continue to check it no matter what. I just think that they're going to check their way into having a terrible season, but talent-wise, there's a lot to like on this team. Julius Randle, uh, has really been showing a lot. Uh, well, you know, it'll, it'll remain to be seen what he does in the season, but he looked great in that first game. Uh, I am concerned about D'Angelo Russell, but it's too soon for me to, you know, throw out a hot take on him. But the, but my, I will say that I don't like the fact that they were considering not starting him. The, the ball's not in his hand enough because it's in Kobe's hand so much. And Jordan Clarkson, who I also like a lot too, but – I think D'Angelo Russell has to be the point guard on this team. They have to let him do what he does. He makes a lot of mistakes right now, throws the ball out of bounds a lot. And, you know, I don't love what I see from him out there in the court, but I think that he's he's got to get better. And, and the only way to do that is get the time. All right, there you have it. I don't really have a take on the Lakers, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stomp on yours. That's for that's for sure. Um, anything else you want to throw out there on this NBA special? NBA preview. No, I think Carlos for style. I think, I think we covered it just about right. Good show. My fantasy basketball teams are both in the lead right now. Even though West nice. Matthews is out tonight, Memphis looks pretty good against Indiana. So maybe uh, maybe they won't be as horrible as I say they are going to be. Dropping down a little bit. I hope you all enjoyed. The NBA preview here on Careless Whispers. It's time for you to go to bed. And with that, I remind you all that you can go to Casper.com and get a sweet new mattress for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a good night's sleep. Everyone actually deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress by visiting Casper.com slash Celtics and enter the promo code Celtics now. They're an online retailer of, of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost, as I said. It's revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms. You don't have to go to the store or anything like that. Casper brings those savings directly to you, the consumer. They have two technologies, latex and memory foam. They bring them together, just like me and Calvin, Boston, L.A. We come together for better nights and brighter days. Casper and Careless Whispers are the same. 
beautiful. You can sleep on both of us. That's right. It's a comfortable mattress, and it has just the right sink and bounce like we do, and it provides long-lasting comfort and support, much like the crew on Careless Whispers. It's so soft and so comfortable. You should try it out. You can go to Casper.com and get a mattress right now. 500 for a twin, 950 for a king size. Don't forget the $50 additional that you can get off because you're listening to us. Go to Casper.com slash Celtics and enter the promo code Celtics one more time. Casper.com slash Celtics and the promo code is Celtics. Casper mattresses are made in the USA. Woohoo! Free delivery, painless returns. Head over there now. That was a great read. Now, is there anything else you'd like to say, Calvin? Or should no, I like hit some last uh, Christmas? Maybe a little. Uh, you, that's all. That's all. I was going to promote a random show. Yeah, it's He's a hilarious just plugging show. a random show. Video. Okay, it's a good, it's a funny show. Because I'm pissed off for greatness. Good night, Ray Lewis. Good night, Calvin. Good night, everyone. And. Oh, there it is. Oh, listen to the Celtics post game show. Tomorrow night. After the game. I'm not on it, am I? No. Don't worry. Oh,